Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel Hammer, right over there with a special guest on the hotline. The Indiana General Assembly is underway, and Cindy Carrasco is a senator for District 36. She is uh, filling out the remaining portion of the term for the late Jack Sandlin. Cindy, how are you? I'm doing so great. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. It has been uh, an absolutely uh, fantastic start to the year in a whirlwind these past few months. So thanks for having me on. No problem. And I want to get to some of the things happening uh, legislative-wise at the State House here in just a moment. But you came in with unfortunate and unusual circumstances. You're filling out, rounding out the term of uh, the late. Jack Sandlin. How has it been for you? Have you been able to, you know, make some connections, work with people? What's been that experience like? Yeah, you know, uh, I I came into um, into this position, like you said, under very unfortunate circumstances. Senator Sandlin was such a strong voice for the people of Senate District 36, and uh, and very importantly, he was a strong uh, supporter of law enforcement and uh, very much a supporter of public safety. Um, and it was through my run as prosecutor that we really were able to forge a relationship because we very much were in. In alignment with respect to those two, um, to, to those uh, principles, and so um, you know, it was very unfortunate uh, to to learn of his passing. Um, but I just absolutely feel very blessed to have the opportunity um, to come in and fulfill the remainder of his term, and hope that I can carry on his legacy of championing issues related to public safety, and certainly. Uh, being a partner and a supporter of law enforcement. So here I am, um, and I just filed uh, because uh, the term ends this year. And I literally uh, came up to, um, to from from filing my uh, candidacy paperwork just now. Okay, so that was, yeah, that was basically my next question. How does it work? Uh, what's next for you in terms of a campaign, and and, and how will all that play out? Yeah, it's been, uh, I was sworn in on November 1st, and as you might imagine, it's been quite the whirlwind these past two months, uh, adjusting into the legislature and having um, preparations for the legislative session, which just kicked off this uh, this Monday. Uh, you know, in, on top of that, I knew that after the caucus, I was going to turn around and have to uh, campaign for uh, the primary coming up here. Here in May, and then ultimately for uh, hopefully, if I'm the successful candidate, to be on the uh, on the ballot in November. And so, uh, so it's it's just been very very busy, um, kicking off the legislative uh, session, filing for candidacy, and on top of that, making sure that I use uh, this position to be able to advance issues that are important for uh, the people of Senate District 36.
36. And in furtherance of that, I filed my first bill last week, uh, which is something I'm really excited about. Okay, so let's get into that, because I believe I read that you are a part of this uh, bill trying to gain some traction that would assist with disaster relief. Tell me about it. Yes. So, as you know, during the past summer, there were uh, tornadoes that happened in Johnson County. So that's something that was, you know, in the back of my mind. And when I saw the possibility of filing a bill that would make it easier for local communities to be able to access dollars from the state disaster relief fund, I very much was wanting to champion that issue. Um, So what the bill does is it makes local communities have accessibility to uh, disaster relief dollars that are in this fund, simplifies the formula, makes it easy for folks to be able to access dollars in times of need right after a disaster. But what's really exciting about this bill is that for the first time, these dollars will be available to locals so that they can take proactive measures rather than just reactive measures to make sure that their community So if you're somebody that lived in Johnson County, you got hit with not one, but multiple rounds of uh, devastating tornadoes last year. This bill, in theory, is designed to, one, give some more money to those who have been impacted, and two, make the the whole process easier. That's exactly right. Uh, We've increased the dollar amount that individuals could qualify for from $10,000 to $25,000. And the hope is that this bill will result in concrete measures that will make Hoosiers lives better. That's the whole point of why I wanted to get into this. That's exactly why I'm just thrilled to be uh, able to to fulfill Jack's term and and, and hope to, um, to, to bring good things to Hoosiers. Well, in increasing the dollar amount that are available to Hoosiers that would be affected by a disaster, does that mean that there would be some sort of increase in taxes, or would this be drawn from the the fireworks fund there in Johnson County? No, um, the tax rate is set. It's actually the fund is funded by okay. uh, t- taxes for fireworks. Uh, so it's been sitting there. You're in, welcome, uh, Johnson County. <laughs> <laughs> so buy fireworks. <laughs> Again, between the gambling money and the fireworks money, I feel like I should just be like known as the benefactor here around the state of Indiana. Uh, Cindy, what else is going on at the Indiana General Assembly? Because it sounds like this year there isn't that one hot-button topic like abortion or alcohol sales on Sunday or anything like that. What is going on uh, with the Indiana General Assembly? What are the things you're hearing about? Yeah, well, it's been, uh, like I said, quite the whirlwind trying to um, adjust and kind of figure out what's the feel of this particular um, session going to be. And to your point, it's not just, you know, one main issue that's bubbling up. I'm uh, wading through uh, some of these bills that have been filed so I can help and support and push those bills that uh, further those issues that are important to me, like public safety um, and issues that are important to the folks uh, from District 36 
education, taxes, and things like that. So it's just starting. It's just kicking off, and I'm excited to um, to look for those bills that are going to, like I said, result in concrete solutions uh, to make Hoosiers' lives better. Okay, so Nigel brought up the word taxes earlier. I just heard you say the word. You're running for re-election in this seat. Is the taxation or the over-taxation of Hoosiers something that's on your radar? Because, Cindy, we told this to uh, Senator Mike Braun yesterday when he joined us. The number one complaint that we hear on this radio show, which can basically be heard throughout the entire state of Indiana, is that I hear lawmakers telling us they've got this big, massive surplus, but at the same time, nothing comes back to the people, and they feel like they're overtaxed, whether it's the gas tax, whether it's the property tax. It's a lot of taxation without a lot of reward to the people. Yeah, uh, taxes, I'll say, has been one of the uh, priorities for the folks in my district. Uh, When I was running for the caucus, I consistently heard that it was a topic that was incredibly important uh, for for folks as they were trying to, you know, make ends meet with inflation being the way that it is. It certainly is a topic of discussion that I hear um, here with my uh, fellow legislators. Now, being that this isn't a budget session, a lot of the work that I'm doing right now is uh, preparing myself with lots of information to make sure that as we start this uh, revving up for the the budget um, year next year, that I'm as informed um, as I possibly can so that I can advance uh, measures that are going to to help um, relieve some of the the tax uh, pressures that that Hoosiers are feeling. Cindy, one more thing here before we let you go. What's the timeline here with the uh, General Assembly? Is it a 10-week session here? Is there a chance that this could be wrapped up earlier? And what's the future of your bill about disaster relief? That's a really great question. I coming in uh, as as a new person, you know, you're looking for your office, you're meeting everybody, and the one thing that I consistently hear is this is going to be a short session. It's going to be focused. We're going to very much focus on um, making sure that we get the things that we need to get done done. So I anticipate that it is going to be run with uh, efficiency and expediency. So, you know, we'll definitely be done by uh, March 14th, I believe, is, is the deadline. Um, but I anticipate that it will be sooner than that. As uh, it relates to my bill, it, I filed it yesterday. It was assigned a number. I'm um, really excited about that, and I'm waiting for it to be assigned to a committee, and uh, I'm just going to champion uh, that bill as much as I possibly can to make sure that it gets it across, to get it across the finish line. Cindy Carrasco, State Senator, District 36. Cindy, thank you so much for your time, and uh, keep us up to date with everything going on. On uh, in the Indiana General Assembly. Thanks so much. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.